We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one. And by Allstate proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Now, here's Chris Plank. Oh, let's go. It's the Sooner Sports Podcast. This is the Sunday Sound Bites, where we recap and listen back to all of the post-game sound from the Sooners win over Nebraska, 23-16. to Sooners improved to 3-0 on the season, gets set for a primetime game next Saturday night against West Virginia inside the Palace. I'm excited. I'm excited to see this team dive into conference play. Obviously, there's a lot of questions. You know, a lot of questions about the offense, a lot of questions about Spencer, not a lot of questions about the defensive line, who absolutely positively lived in the backfield yesterday. Um, it's, it's wild because you look back at the stats, and what was the total number? Five sacks. Five sacks, ten tackles for loss. But yet you come away feeling as if they could have had ten sacks and twenty tackles for loss. It's a credit to the escapability and the mobility of Adrian Martinez, but the Sooner has held a really good rushing attack to just 95 yards on 38 carries. Adrian Martinez finished barely averaging two yards per carry. So obviously a big time day defensively, the running attack got going to a certain degree for the Sooners. A couple of scores, nearly hundred yards for Eric Gray and Kennedy Brooks. They combined to run for almost 200 yards So let's recap it, shall we? Oklahoma wins over Nebraska. Lincoln Riley coming up 
in moments. But first, I want to tell you about GoPuff. Great new app and website that is an incredible delivery service that is as fast as fast can be. I know that no one wants to leave mid-game, right? So when it's the fourth quarter, Oklahoma's battling like they were on Saturday, and all of a sudden you need a refill, maybe you need more chips, maybe a light bulb goes out, whatever, I'll tell you what you do. You go order all your stuff on GoPuff because we're not going to the store We're going to GoPuff.com or we're downloading the app. GoPuff is great on game day. Use it every day. Laundry day. First day of class. Late night studying. Whatever you need, GoPuff is there. Give it a shot. And use the promo code VARSITY at at checkout for $10 off your first two orders. That's VARSITY at checkout for $10 off your first two orders. Order minimum may apply. Offer valid through January 1st of 2022. Check it out. GoPuff.com. All right, let's get after it, shall we? Kick off the Saturday sound bites with Lincoln Riley. Uh, heck of a win, man. Heck of a win. It's a really, really good football game. Um, you know, I want to commend Nebraska. Uh, that they, they played well. Uh, that quarterback played really well. You know, it was pretty efficient. Uh, you know, they got us on a couple of big plays um, where our eyes weren't very good. Uh, you know, and it was just a hard-fought game. I mean, which you knew it would be. I mean, you knew it would be coming into this. I mean, that's a lot of, a lot of pride in these two programs. Both these programs have won a lot of games, a lot of championships. You know, and to bring this game back, I think everybody sensed how special it would be. And I think, uh, you know, both teams rose to the occasion and gave us a great college football game. So, um, proud of our team for finding a way to win. Uh, I thought we were in the fight. The whole way, I think our mentality is starting to take shape a little bit. Um, we'll get another challenge next week on that, but I've been been pleased with what I've seen out of our, our mentality. Uh, you know, now it's, I, I think for us right now, it's about just as we move forward, trying to see how good of a, as a team we can get. You know, we still uh, made a few too many mistakes, particularly on the uh, offensive side of the ball that, that held us back. And when you get in a low possession game like that, uh, you got to be ready uh, because those possessions mean so, so much. Um, we don't always get those in the Big 12. And, and in some ways, I had some flashbacks to the Army game a few years ago. I just knew, especially there at the third quarter, we had the one you know great possession to start the, uh, to start the half. And then I look up, I think when we got the ball back left, there was eight seconds left in the half or in the uh, quarter, uh, if I remember correctly. So uh, went quick. Uh, but yeah, it was a heavy hitter. I thought you know both teams tackled pretty well. Nebraska probably tackled a little bit better than we did. Our defensive line obviously was, um, you know, was was the difference in the game. You know, being able to limit them for the most part running, especially as many times as they, you know, as Martinez ended up carrying the ball. You know, he ended up with 17 for, you know, 34 yards. Didn't really ever give him the the big big one, which was a, a big key. So. Uh, defensively, a tremendous close there at the end, the, the Graham interception, and then um, obviously the, the the pressures there at the end of the game. Um, so I'm proud of our guys. we got a long, long, long ways to go as a football team. So, so much we can do better, but, you know, found a way to win in a, in a tough game that meant a lot to, to both schools, both fan bases. So I, I know our, our fan, hope our fans and, you know, former players, coaches, everybody that has been involved in this game and, and watched this game, been a fan of this game forever and ever, is, is proud of our guys for finding a way to win. I certainly am. Yeah, we'll go to questions. We'll start with Ryan Haber. Yeah, Lincoln, I wanted to ask you about the Spencer's Day, especially 
there in the first half after that that first really long drive and then uh, how do you feel like he responded uh in the second half there no i thought he played pretty smart i really did i think he he felt the game a little bit um you know there's an art to to playing quarterback because you have so much control of the game with your decision making and all of these games unfold differently and you don't always know how they're going to play out you know and there's there's executing your plays, but there's also a feeling of how the game's going and 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 how the rest of the team is playing too. And so I thought he had good feel on that. He never really, other than he had one throw in the first half uh, that he that missed a read. Other than that, he really didn't put the ball in danger. Um, you know, we were just he he had a couple of plays and decisions that I would want back, and we it, it really felt like offensively, without having watched the tape, that everybody was just okay you know we as far as the quality of play we fought our tails off um, but we just weren't quite sharp enough to play elite ball we had some great moments um, uh, especially to open both halves uh, but we've got to play cleaner ball um, we just still have too many mistakes especially you know the ones especially to me are some of those first and second downs where we've got you know we've got plays that ought to be getting easy easy yardage and we're not we're not executing those plays and then we put ourselves in long yardage and and uh in a long yardage game is not one anybody wants to be in over and over and over so we're we're close there and he's he'll play better you know we'll get coached better we'll continue to improve offensively we're, we're close if we will keep battling um and we'll keep growing and progressing as an offense we could have a pretty good unit appreciate it lincoln mm-hmm Yeah, Lincoln, you, you brought up the Army game. There haven't been a lot of low possession, really field position games since you've been here, even mm-hmm. as offensive coordinator. How, how has it been to adjust to that? And then the other question is, DJ's interception is going to be the highlight of the game maybe, but is there part of you going, man, I wish that ball would hit the ground? Oh, yeah. No, I went over there. I think I might have been the first coach in the history of college football to challenge a play that we got an interception on because I was we were watching a replay, and we thought it juggled around, and I literally – walked over to the official and I might have challenged it. And then he said that they had a hundred percent confirmed it up there. So yeah, I was hoping it would have gone down, but what a play. I mean, you know, just, just a phenomenal play, but he's, he's got great ball skills. I mean, we've seen him make catches like that in practice. So it was, it was huge, but I, it wasn't like something that we had never seen. Um, yeah. And then adjusting to these games, I mean, that, that's my job, you know, it's, that's the thing is you just never know how these games are going to play out. And, and I think it's, you know, you got to know your football team. Um, you've got to have a feel for how the way the game's playing, and you got to have confidence in the other other sides of the ball. Um, you know, whether it's offense, whether it's defense, special teams, in in all sides of the ball to do their part. And uh, certainly, some of our decisions today were kind of based on the flow of the game and trying, like always, trying to give us just the best chance of winning. I mean, that's that's uh, you know, that's 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 what I get paid to make decisions on. And uh, so I thought we did it. And again, our guys responded well. Sorry, I'm not hearing Mike out um, on the call outs. The, um, the Pat Fields play, Lincoln, and the uh, Isaiah Coblock. Uh, it's one of those momentum plays. They score, they're coming back. Here they come. And you get that thing, and it's like a lightning bolt the other direction. Can you describe how that game, that play changed the game a little bit? Yeah, it was a huge play. It was, and I think that just goes back to our mentality. And I think that's, 
that's a sign of our mentality growing as a football team. You know, some people think a, a little extra point, big deal. I mean, how many teams do you see take that play off? And then all of a sudden we flip that, and instead of being a four-point game, it's a seven-point game. I mean, it was just a huge – it's a huge play. Great job by our guys down the field, not getting a penalty. Um, I think we did get a penalty on the sideline, you know, uh, but or, or, or maybe got bumped into. But it was uh, – it was a great play. It was, and you know, just kind of like we tell our guys all the time. You never know when those big ones are coming. But if you're if you're mentally into everyone and you're playing everyone like your last, you'll be ready to seize the moment. And, and great job by Isaiah getting the penetration and the block, and then an awesome play by Pat and the guys to get it returned. Thanks, Lincoln. You're welcome. Hey, Lincoln, I'll ask you a question. Uh, they had a lot of success on third downs uh, converting. What was the problems there on, on defense, uh, just getting off the field when you had them third and a couple, maybe a fourth down or two as well? Yeah, guys made a couple of plays. I mean, I we, we a couple of times we were in some three-man rushes, um, you know, and, and didn't quite get the pressure that we felt like we should have. And a lot of them, honestly, several of them were on kind of broken plays uh, just with that. So, you know that that's the that's kind of the chess game back and forth, especially with an athletic quarterback, uh, you know, like him because he's he's so good at pulling it down and running it that 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 in a lot of ways can be their the their best third down offense and maybe the toughest one to defend. So um, I thought we adjusted a little bit as it went on. And listen, we've we've been in. I mean, it's kind of like the Tulane game in a way where all of a sudden, you know, it's kind of four down territory every time and I mean it's it's when you are playing teams that now have four downs instead of three it's just a it's a different world we, we'd all be a lot better on offense if we knew we had four downs every time we touched the football so uh, I'm sure there's going to be some things that we can clean up uh, coverage wise uh, but you know hard to fault our pass rush you know the way it was all day a couple times we got to get there but obviously a couple times we've got to we've got to lock in uh, and cover better in the back end. Hey, Lincoln, um, I, I'm just curious, you know, I don't know that I've seen a guy like Spencer come into a season like this with, you know, all the mock draft projections and uh, that, that we all knew was still not a finished product. And, uh, you know, people point to the, the name image likeness deals with him and uh, just all that stuff that followed him into the season. Have you is that maybe a bigger concern for you than any player that you've coached before? Just him having to deal with the pressure that's on him? No. No, I mean, we feel that now, and I, 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 I hear your point on, you know, there's been some things that change, but if you think there hadn't been a pretty intense spotlight on the quarterback position every year that I've been here, I mean, it's, you just name the challenges, they're there, um, but I think Spencer's handled it well. He's practiced his tail off. Um, he's getting better as a player. Uh, I don't, I don't think he would have handled today the same way a year ago. Uh, just with the way the game unfolded. So uh, playing quarterbacks about learning to win and he's learning to win in different ways and getting better. And, you know, listen, we offensively, again, kind of like I said, I mean, it's just to play at an elite level against a good defense and they're a very good defense. I mean, to play at an elite level, you got to be really, really sharp and we're just a tick off. We're going to get there though. I promise you, you'll see it here soon. Thanks, Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Jenny Carlson. Lincoln, I know your defense was not perfect today, but um, it seemed like they've taken some strides to, to, you know, find those moments that they make big plays. Um, at this point in the year, where do you feel like they are and, and how 
encouraged, discouraged are you just with all of that? Oh, yeah, super, super, super encouraged. Um, you know, Front's played pretty well the last two weeks, uh, you know, which, I mean, that uh, we need them to play well. I mean, they're our, you know, probably the most talented group on the whole football team. They're probably the deepest group on the whole football team. You know, and, and right now, we're especially in the back end, we're playing a lot of young guys, you know, especially with, with uh, you know, Woody not being available to play uh, this week. I mean, we're playing a lot, a lot, and Billy Bowman as well. And even obviously when Billy's back, he's a true freshman. So um, that that back end will continue to get better. Uh, we're, we're doing a lot of good things. I think you, you see improvements each week. And I think if we can continue to tighten up back there, you know, it could – I think the production of our defense overall is going to continue to grow and grow. So um, now I'm excited about the way we're playing. And the good thing is, you know, we can play a whole lot better. And uh, that's what we're going to be striving for. Brandon Drum. Hey, Lincoln, can you uh, talk about uh, Andrew Rame? It uh, looked like he came in through about the, I guess, about the third series uh, on and seemed to take control of the center position for you guys. And then also, can you uh, talk about, I guess I, you talked about your front seven being the most talented group and just how different that is compared to just a couple of years ago, just the dynamic of the defense or just your team overall. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ray, I mean, I don't know. I'd say taking over the center job. I mean, he we ended up playing him a little bit more today. We knew we were going to play both of them. Um, so watch the tape. You know, I thought not anything Rob – Conzel did bad. He's playing well. Now we knew we wanted to play Andrew some as well. It's pretty close between those guys, so we'll, we'll let them continue to battle. And obviously, just got to see the tape to be able to have an idea of the way those guys played. Um, and then, yeah, I think the dynamic of the team. I mean, di team dynamics change every year. You know, your roster turns over so much, and uh, so um, you know, I don't like for me right now. It's not about comparing to years past. It's just. Let's learn as much as we can about this football team, you know, where our strengths are, where our weaknesses are. Let's continue to really try to push on our strengths and then really, you know, try to take big strides on the weaknesses that we have and try to turn them into strengths. And that's that's what that's what the season's all about, man. It's a it's a long, long road. And uh, so we're, we're showing some signs, you know, of, of being a good football team. But there's a lot more out there for us. James Hale. You know, Lincoln, earlier in the week, it was interesting when you talked about your pass rush and your guys were too high at times to finish plays, and I'm watching them chase Martinez around, and you've had some of the best running quarterbacks in college football, and they're trying to break down and trying to get this guy. Can you talk about that battle today, trying to get a hold of this guy who was incredibly slippery, and you guys are beating their linemen, but you just can't get him down all the time? Yeah, oh, he's a good player, man. I mean, he's uh, you know he's he's not just fast and athletic, but he's he's built pretty well too. He's a big kid, you know, and almost kind of slips out some some stuff the way Baker used to a little bit, kind of the thickness, and it's just not real easy to bring down. So. Um, you know, it's that's obviously one of their best weapons is when he take, pulls it down and runs it, and he's he's gifted. So, you know, I thought a, a couple of times, especially when we got pushed from the interior, you know, we were able to kind of just converge on them, and that's obviously what you want when you get in one-on-one -on -one situations like a guy like that with a guy like that. Obviously, we want to get him down every time, but that's where the rest of your defense has got to be there to clean it up, and that's that's where I thought we were good. I mean, there, yes, there's going to be some times we're going to go back and film and said we absolutely had a shot to take and you got to take your shot. But what happened was even when he got out, it wasn't huge plays. We were still able to strain and get to the football and, uh, and try to limit the damage there. Thanks man. Great stuff. Thank you. Mason Young. 
Lincoln wanted to ask you about the the flea flicker in the third quarter. How far do you think that little bit of trickery went to getting the offense rolling? And also Nick Benito seems like there was more production from him today, maybe than there has been. Um, yeah, it was a good play. I mean, it worked out good. You know, people got you know, I think everybody kind of got a little shot in the arm with it. So, um, I don't get too caught up in the momentum of those. You know, that's that's a great play, but if you don't go finish the drive off, then you know, then obviously not worth as much. So we did a good job finishing the drive off, executing the play. Um, yeah, Benito was good. You know, I thought he played well. Obviously, you know, got a few more snaps today. Uh, I hadn't seen the final numbers, but I would imagine had a few more snaps than what he's had. And, and so uh, uh, he's an active guy, man, and he's really he's really improved so much against the run, you know, which has made him a, a very, very difficult player to, to play against. Thanks, Lincoln. You're welcome. A couple more, Ryan Aver. Yeah, Lincoln, going back to Spencer, you talked about him being you know, much more prepared maybe at the same time than he was at the same time last year. Does that give you more confidence to sort of let him play through things? Uh, I know he didn't have the turnovers today, say, that he had against Texas this a year ago, but yep. to let him work through those things when you know maybe he's not uh, you know as sharp as, as he's shown at various points? No, no question. No question. I mean, even – even some of the plays there at the at the end of the game uh, that we call were were kind of based on that, you know, just a, a high trust level in him. And I felt like he, again, he had one or two things that he didn't see well that I, I think he saw and, and has just got to trust. Um, again, I think for him it's the the wanting to make a play and knowing he can make a play versus staying within the scheme. And so um, he's he's getting better and better with it. Um, but yeah, I do. I, I trust him. I do. I, I, he's been in a lot of these. I thought he saw it well and had a good feel for it today. The execution's just got to be a little bit sharper. And uh, and that, that's, that's again, that goes back to everybody, not Spencer. You know, we had – we kind of took our turns when it wasn't good. We had a couple things on third down that were really there where we, protection wasn't great. We missed a couple throws. We busted one route. There were a couple of calls that I would I would just kill to have back right now. Um, so we just got to all clean up a little. And if we do that, then there's going to be more production for everybody. Appreciate it, Lincoln. You're welcome. Byron. Yeah, Lincoln, how, how good is it? Uh, they've been trying to figure some things out to your offensive line, everything else. But, hey, under six minutes to go, you're able to run the ball deep in your own territory. You're able to run the clock out by the time you gave it up. It's, it's less than a minute to go. They knew you were going to run it, but you still were able to run it. Yeah, no, we did a good job there. You know, obviously got multiple first downs and should have should have ran the whole thing out. But So I'm, I'm happy we got – the ones we did, uh, disappointed we didn't get the last one and just close it out. But um, we're, we're getting better there. Yeah, and, and it was. It was an important part of the game, especially being backed up. Uh was an important part of the game, and I and, uh, thought we did a good job there. And last one, Brandon Drum. Lincoln, you talked about you know trusting Spencer uh, and, and just the time that it took. Where I guess you said there was like eight seconds left on the clock or whatever when you got the ball back at one point in a quarter. How hard is that as a play caller for you guys, for you to get in a rhythm and transversely for Spencer to get in a rhythm and understand what's going on in the, on the field as well? Yeah, it's, it is. It's tougher. I mean, it just, it is. You just, you know, there's just, and, and what it does is it just magnifies every play and every position, um, especially with two teams that tackle pretty well. I mean, it just, that's what it does. It magnifies it. It makes them all bigger. Um, uh, but, 
you know that you got to fight through it. Again, some games are going to play out like that, and uh, you got to fight through it. Uh, you got to again learn to win. You got to learn to be able to process and focus and and understand. You may not be on the field for twenty minutes, um, and that's so different than anything else we do. We, you know, rarely in a practice are you going to just not do anything for twenty minutes. All of a sudden, start playing football again. So uh, yeah, we'll continue to grow and learn, uh, but found a way. That's what matters. Coach, sorry. One more, Dean Blevins, last one. Dean, are you on? He's trying to unmute, I think. Okay. Hey. Ryan, this is some fantastic teamwork going on right here. We get an A for teamwork. Uh, that's I tell you what, I, I see you. I just you. got out of it. <laughs> hey, Coach. Hi, Dean. Uh, hey. Hey, Coach, I was so curious. Two things. Uh, Spencer seemed to hang in the pocket a lot better in the second half. Wonder if that was discussed any or worked on before this game and it seemed like Hazelwood I don't know if you call it a breakout game but it but it was pretty darn good yeah I thought Jaden was good he made some really competitive catches had obviously the tough tough play go against him down there on the uh on the uh on the fade ball but yeah he was Jaden was good yeah he made some really good plays was proud of the way he played um yeah Spence I think uh I think we protected him a little bit better the second half um just a couple of things that we just missed. We weren't, we didn't have free guys running through, but we just weren't quite clean in a couple of protections in the first half. So, no, he did. I mean, he, he he's been there, you know. So I thought he got settled in, and uh, and certainly was better there. And from the head coach to the Sooner quarterback, Spencer Rattler. Rattler, twenty-four of thirty-four for two hundred and fourteen yards and a touchdown. Ran for his score, thirty-five yards on the ground. He talked post game yesterday. Wanna just as a quarterback. And you guys have been so dynamic offensively. What's the challenge of staying patient when defenses are dropping everyone back and just trying to trust the offense? Yeah, you know, uh, obviously we saw what they wanted to do. Uh, you know, throughout the first half, they were bringing a lot of pressures, but dropping in the zone. Um, so that, you know, gives us a challenge to, you know, we, we our offense is very high. We, we like to go. We like to take shots and do this and that. Um, but honestly, throughout the, the day, I thought we weren't that bad, you know, as it, as it looked. I mean, we had one throw that was high. Um, I should have made. Guy got in my face. Just got to feel the pressure. One time I got to see the dropper. Um, but overall, you know, we, we, we responded in the second half well. Uh, we took what they gave us, and, you know, we dominated uh, in the run game as well. So having a balanced you know, flow like that, it, it makes it easy for us. We just got to finish, and that's something we got to strive for is finishing. One more question. I wanted to ask you about Drake Stoops in the first half. The key block to spring up a, a run, a passing catch, and then also his two big catches. Yeah, Drake. You, that's all you expect from Drake. He's he's he never busts. He never messes up in practice. He's the hardest worker. You know, any, anybody will vouch for that. You know, Drake Drake puts in the work. He puts in the time, and uh, made a huge block on that. You know, first drive we had to score. And then, of course, two big catches that really probably shouldn't have been. You know, I got out of the pocket, found Drake, you know, put it inside for him to go make a play and uh, put it in the right spot for him. He's going to go get it. Thanks. Have a good weekend, man. Go ahead. Thank you. Go to uh, Jason Kersey with The Athletic. Hey, Spencer. You know, speaking of yourself personally, where do you feel like you are through three games? Are you where you want to be? Where, uh, where do you want to improve personally? <sighs> I mean, we're 3-0, and so not much complaining, but – Everybody wants to be better. You know, there's never a point where we want to stop and just 
you know, stay here. We always want to climb up. But uh, statistically wise, you know, fine. But inside my head, I want to be way better, you know. But that's everybody. Um, came out today, thought we could have executed on some plays. But, you know, we, we, we it was a good game for us, a big rivalry game. We knew Nebraska was going to bring their all. You know, it's a huge game for them, huge game for us. It meant a lot for our tradition, our alumni. And uh, we went out there, had a fun game, and, you know, that game's going to help us down the line. Uh, Spencer, also, are you going to be lobbying to get D.J. Graham on offense after that interception? I knew he played receiver in high school, and I heard he was pretty good. So, he like like Nick said earlier, he does that all the time in practice. Um, he'll go up and make an Odell catch, you know, just in pregame. I'm sure you guys see it. It's just it's impressive, you know. He's a, he's a ball hawk, and he, he covers the, the ball well and when it's in the air. Thanks. To uh, Brian Chapman next, and then Parker Thune after that. Hey Spencer, on the the last touchdown drive there in the second half, you you had two or three balls straight to Jaden Hazelwood. Uh, is that a you guys got a lot of confidence on the same page last week and carrying that through? Like, how has that grown throughout the season? Yeah, having him back definitely builds our chemistry um, a lot. Um, you know, those two specific throws I threw him before he even turned because I knew I knew where he was going to be. Put the ball in the right spot for him to go make a play, and he made two great catches. We I think we converted first downs on both of them. Uh, I actually missed the wheel route on the tempo play. It was wide open, Mike Woods. But sometimes it happens when you're going tempo. You just got to take what they give you, and that's what we did. How hard is that to balance between wanting to to feed your guys, but also knowing that you have such a talented wide receiver room to try to like spread the ball around? It's it's not really hard, you know. Our guys aren't selfish. That that that's something we we really talk about. Everybody everybody likes you know to play well, and, and obviously we want we want everybody to eat. But um, some some games guys have more catches, and, and guys aren't selfish. They're not on the sideline pouting. We got great energy. We got a great team that supports everybody, and uh, I think that's why you know we we've won these first three games, and we gotta we gotta keep that energy, keep that support for each other, and just finish four quarters. Parker yeah, Spencer, 23 points is the fewest ever by an Oklahoma offense under Lincoln Riley. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the fact that uh, 23 points would not have been enough to win a football game at Oklahoma three years ago. So how much of a testament is it to this defense that you were able to come out today, score 23 points, and win a football game? Yeah, I mean, obviously we didn't want to score as much as we, you know, planned on, but Sometimes it happens like that. It's football. It's college football. Every game is going to be a battle. Um, no matter what people say on the outside, you know, they, they're they not playing it. So we're out there playing the game, you know, going against those guys. It's a big tradition, like I said. Um, big big rivalry game. They were going to give it their best. They gave it their best. And uh, we, we, we should have had 40-plus, but we just got to finish. Um, so, but the question with the defense is, it's great, you know, having those guys, you know, on the same sideline with you, going out there, knowing if we, you know, don't convert on a third down. They're going to go out there and, and, and shut them down. So they did a shout out to them today. They did a great job. Got time for a couple more guys. Let's go to uh, Chandler Engelbrett and then Austin Kurtwright. Spencer, that trick play you guys had there in the second half where you swung out to Mario. Mario talked back to you and you found Marvin, Marvin yep. downfield. Seemed like a pretty big play for you guys. Yeah, what did you, what did you see on that? What did you think of that play and how big was that? You know, it's something we worked in practice, and, you know, the look was perfect for it. Uh, 13 actually came. I mean, it was a split second when I had to get that ball out. Mario threw me a good ball, and Marvin was wide open. I just had to get it to him. And, um, you know, luckily I didn't get blown up on that. But, you know, we, we, we made it work, and it was a huge spark for our, for our offense to get going. And, you know, I think you could see that after that play. Uh, 
We will take one more from Austin Kerwright. Hey, Spencer. Uh, Nick Benito finished with two, tack- uh, two sacks, three tackles for loss. Could you just talk about what he means to that defense? Yeah, he's the best. He's the best D lineman, D D end in the country, in my opinion. Um, got to go against him every day in practice, and he's he's in the backfield all the time. I mean, that guy, he, he kind of plays like, like he'll even tell you he kind of he was a basketball guy in high school, so he kind of plays basketball out there, kind of, you know, crossing a guy up, crossing a tackle up, and getting in that backfield. He's just got great instincts, great speed, and just a nose for the ball. Jaden Hazelwood continues to develop. He was the Sooners' leading receiver, six catches, 61 yards. Here's Jaden game. Hey, Jaden, just generally, how would you characterize the offense's performance today? Um, I feel like a lot of people, uh, a lot of people stepped up today. Uh, O-line played their butt off today. Uh, we, we ran the ball, like, really good today in, uh, in the fourth quarter, third. Well, the second half, really, they opened up the passing game for us. And uh, I just feel like we all played together. Go to uh, Eric Bailey with Tulsa World. Uh, more importantly, Jason, I want to ask you, after three games, you start Big 12 play next week. Where do you think the offense sits overall? Uh, heading three games, are you where you want to be? Is there a lot of growth needed, a lot of improvement needed? Where would you say you guys are after three games? Um, I really don't even know how to answer that. Um, I feel like we always got room to get better and uh, – like, obviously, we know Big 12 play is coming up, and uh, I feel like we know we can't take our foot off the gas. I do feel like we, we're playing pretty good. We're getting better every week, though. I wanted to ask you also about DJ Graham's interception. As a wide receiver, how much can you appreciate what he was able to do on the field? We didn't like the spot that we got, but <laughs> the catch was, like, amazing. Like, I, I already knew it was going to be on ESPN before, it, like, the game was over. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Dave. Have a good week. Yes, sir. Thank you. Let's go to uh, Justin Martinez and then Bob Bellow after that. Hey, Jaden. Jeremiah Hall managed to get a touchdown in this one. For someone who really thrives off of being a glue guy, one of the the behind-the-scenes type of guys, how good was it to see him get into the end zone? Uh, I I feel like he deserved it, man. Uh, What, this is his first first touchdown this year? Um, So... I feel like those H-backs, they, 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 they really deserve it. Like, they one of the hard-working groups that we got, and they, all of them are, like, leaders, and they're they kind of an older group. So I feel like everyone, even if they get a catch, like, they deserve it. Jaden, how tough was it for the offense to stay patient when you guys weren't able to get that deep, that deep ball really going today? Um, I feel like all the receivers was, was kind of anxious because, you know, everybody knows that we're explosive offense, and uh, we just pretty much trusted the game plan and everything. We followed everything. We was with Link the whole way. I mean, uh, obviously he knows what he, he's doing. All we got to do is execute. Go to Parker Thune next. Yeah, Jamie, you led the team six catches for 61 yards. Do you feel that your chemistry with Spencer has been improving throughout the year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like all this starts in practice. I mean, he, he kind of – everybody knows we spread the ball out, obviously, because we got everybody pretty much back healthy and stuff like that. So, I mean, it, it, everybody's going to test the rock. So, it's, it really – everybody should have that chemistry with Spence anyway because, like, that's just our offense. Let's go to uh, Chandler Engelbrett now. I just want to ask you another question about Spencer. It seemed like he had a real up and down day today. What did you see from him, and what did you think about his performance? 
thought he had I thought it, I thought he did pretty good. Um I, I feel like one drive we couldn't run the ball. I think it was when when DJ actually caught that uh, interception. Um but I feel like overall, I mean, I didn't think he had a pretty up and down day. I think we all were pretty consistent today and and we all had a lot of energy and anxious just to make plays and get that big play, to be honest. And a final inside look at the Sooner offensive attack from Saturday. Running back, Kennedy Brooks. 14 carries, 75 yards, and a touchdown. First of all, congratulations on the win. Um, just want to talk about just how important was that run game, just establishing the run game after such a slow first half. I mean, it's very important. I mean, that's how I mean, that's how we, it starts with us. It starts with the O-line, starts you know, running physical, and just opens everything up. So it's very important for us. How big was this win, especially going into Big 12 play? West Virginia just got a very big uh, home win against Virginia Tech. How important was to get that momentum and try to carry something into next week's game? Uh, man, we wasn't really focused on you know, just getting this win for West Virginia. We are just focused on bettering ourselves and playing tough for four quarters. I mean, that's our main goal. So we just went out there and we did it and we came, up, came out with the win. Last question. Just after three games, uh, where do you see this offense right now? Is it where you want it to be? Is there still a lot of improvement to make, or is it is it where you expected it to be? Uh, I mean, we're we're always working, man. There's no such thing as perfect. So we're we continue to get better every single day, and we're not satisfied with any type of uh, play. So I mean, we're just trying to get better. Kennedy, thanks. You have a good weekend. Okay. Thank you. We'll go to uh, Ryan Chapman and then Bob Brisbello after that. Okay, I, I think Andrew Rain came in there in the third drive and then played the rest of the game. What kind of difference did he bring, especially to, to the run game, helping open up some holes there on the line? Uh, man, he just he's just a baller, man. He just he he gets he gets the job done. I mean, he goes out there, do what he needs to do, and nothing more, nothing less. And man, he just he just dominates. So I mean, he did a great job. I'm happy he's back. Um, but everybody, everybody else on the office line did great too. So go to Prince Billa. Yeah, Kenny, was this the first game where you felt like a real running back again, just in terms of getting all those touches? And when that happens, how easier is it to get into a rhythm between the way you're playing and the way offensive line is playing? I mean, it's, it's quick to get a rhythm with them. I mean, when you're running ball like that, man, it's, it starts everybody. It starts the sideline, it starts the offense. Man, it's just a, a great feeling just to get back there and just uh, run, run the ball. Go to Justin Martinez next. Hey, Kennedy, you guys needed to stop out of your defense to help secure that win over Tulane in week one. They delivered, and again, they delivered here today. Just what did you see out of that group? Man, they just balled, man. They they dominated. Man, they they man, they just a just a great team. Man, they just they just go out there and just do do what they need to do and nothing more. Man, I'm so proud of them, man. They came a long way. Still a lot to learn, but man, they, I'm so proud of them. Go to uh, Chandler Engelbrecht. Andy, you and Eric basically had the same amount of carries in this game. What did you think of his performance today? Oh uh, man, he did great. He dominated. I mean, he. Man, he ran the ball tough, man. He's, I mean, he's a baller, so like he's, he's a great guy. So, man, he just, he's just a person that goes out there and, and do his job. And we'll take uh, one more from Parker soon. Yeah, Kennedy, ninety or I'm sorry, sixty-nine total plays today, thirty-five of which were runs and thirty-four of which were passes. Do you sense that the offense is kind of starting to find a sense of balance? Uh, yeah, man, we we still got a lot to work on, but we're we're getting closer and. 
uh, man, we had a great, we had a, a good game. So we're just going to uh, have that momentum and just keep working on it. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. All right, let's shift to the defensive side of the football. Sooner defensive coordinator Alex Grinch, his team again, came up with a big stop late to secure a Sooner W. No, I think overall, you know, when I'm watching the tape, just, just, uh, um, but I, I, I thought overall it was good. Um, you know, some of that, as you go through it, you got to yeah, analyze as a play caller, you know, how much do you rush three, how many do you rush four? Do you want to spy or, or don't you? Um, and, and so, um, in any event, you know, the, the, the times we didn't uh, maybe, maybe get the quarterback on the ground or have success, you know, you, you got to say, okay, what was it, um, you know, my, my fault um, or, or, you know, obviously a, a unique talent at, at quarterback in terms of scramble building and all those things. And so from a negative standpoint, again, you got to analyze it that way. But I thought overall uh, certainly was positive. There's a couple of plays we left out there, um, but uh, uh, no, had, had a huge impact on the game. Appreciate it, Alex. Yeah. Go to John Hoover. Alex, uh, you guys, for the second of the two close games, both of these close games, you guys have been on the field at the end of the game uh, to finish it off. you prefer that? Is that more fun for you to bank those calls? And what did you think of the way the guys finished today? I mean, the last word I would ever use is fun uh, in those moments. But the takeaway... Um, is is how critical it is to, to find a way to get a stop in two of the first three games, you know. And, and I would I would make the comment, you know, especially early in the season, if you can guarantee me a win, give me all the adversity we can possibly handle, because that that's what grows a football team, uh, specifically early on. Um, now now obviously you can't promise me that, and, and I'd be singing a different song if if uh, things went a different way. Uh, and so I admit that, but. Uh, you know, you either, either believe in adversity or you don't. You know, have, having those moments and, and you know, finding a way um, is, is I, I think it, it's a big step each individual year. I, I don't that big picture defensively, but just specific to, to this group. Um, because, you know, you know, so often ball games come down to that, you know, where it's the final drive or a drive before the drive to, to get the ball back to your offense. And so, um, 
you know, you know, you got to do it again, and those opportunities are going to just the way it is. Those they're going to come as, over the course of the year, and uh, um, not fun, but but thrilled that the you know we're able to to, to make it the, the appropriate plays to, to find a way to win. I get the feeling over the past three years that Pat Fields is one of your favorite guys. Where were you during his run back? Did you catch the whole thing? And how happy were you for him? No, I, I was thrilled for him. I mean, just to, um, you know, looking back now in the moment, there's so much more football left. Um, but but what a critical critical play, obviously to get the block, which you got to help me. I think it was Isaiah Coe with the block um, to, to penetrate, and, that, and that's one of those things where you know they, they score a touchdown. You have you can have an emotional reaction, not play the next down, right? You can give into your feelings, or you can go make a. There, there's still an opportunity to make a play. And what we tell them is play the play, um, and Isaiah makes just a tremendous uh, you know opportunity to, to get a hand on the football, and then then Pat comes up with it, um, and and was. Uh, uh, took everything in him to get that down there. That's a long way to run now. Um, but uh, I, I remind him it was only worth two points. Um, so he gets a little, little big, big-headed. Uh, it wasn't worth seven. But, uh, no, I, I was thrilled uh, for him and in, 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 uh, to, to make a big-time play in that game. Alex. Sure. John Shin. John, you're muted. Sorry about that. Uh, Lincoln – as already said, he was showed a willingness to maybe be a little bit more conservative today based on the way the game was going. How is, does that, what does that make your unit feel like when he's, he's clearly willing to put more on your plate or more pressure on you guys in that, in that way? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the, this group, uh, and, and obviously there's, there's new guys every year in that, but the, the group's kind of been together, um, you know, just a, from a mentality standpoint, uh, we, we've been in, some battles together uh, in, in some big-time football games over the last few years. And so I think just the individual guys within the unit uh, have an expectation um, to, to play a certain way. And, and um, so I, I think just the, the, the confidence, you know, comes from the outcomes. You, you can say you want to be a certain thing, um, but, but ultimately you got to go get the – uh, you got to go get the job done. You got to do it again and again and again. Um, and, and so um, my, my hope would be that, that confidence would, would uh, come from that. I think that's earned. Um, so often as a coach, you're, you're, you so badly want to instill it in, in uh, individual guys and obviously the collective group. Um, but, but you need certain moments to, to allow that to happen. And so I think, you know, finding a way and, and just grinding it out. And then as much as anything, responding after the scoring play, responding after when, when things, you know, it, it, it's not a clean sheet. It's not everything went, went, went great for us today. Um, and, and obviously we love those games too. But, uh, um, no, I, I think it's, it's real confidence, and, and it should be. And, and obviously you've you got to do it again uh, uh, each and every week. Jenny Carlson. Alex, on Tuesday, you said you hadn't seen uh, improvement out of some of your guys. Called them out by name. You said you hadn't seen a different fill-in-the-blank. It seemed like everybody, frankly. Did you see some different players today? You know, I did. I, you know, I, I saw uh, you know a fatigued unit despite only playing minimal snaps a few weeks ago in similar conditions in terms of the heat. Um, and, and, again, that's, that's an indictment against us as coaches. Why couldn't we get them out of it? You know, get it out of them uh, a few weeks ago, and that 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 uh, you know was preceded by practice that included some of those same symptoms. Um, and so, uh, as much as anything, uh, you know, just want to make those guys aware um, that uh, and and in, in doing so, you're the truth teller. Someone's got to be a truth teller around here. Um, and and so, um, you know, making those guys aware that that being okay is not okay. 
um, and having flash plays or flash moments uh, as exciting as they are. Um, you know, we, we talk about being a consistent group, um, and that doesn't mean a perfect group, and then that day's not coming. But, uh, um, no, I, I thought uh, guys in a lot of ways, uh, you know, responded. We, we still got to be a better practice team. Um, a lot of those those comments on Tuesdays, uh, you're, you're catching me after a Tuesday practice, I think needs to be elevated. Um, and so um, that, that's, that's obviously, uh, you know, uh, quickly approaching us uh, Tuesday morning. But, uh, no, I thought the guys uh, responded very well today. There we go. Um, Alex, I'm curious, the, the battle today trying to contain Martinez, I know we've talked about it, and you've talked about it a little bit already, but the game within the game, I mean, because you broke through, you had him sometimes, he got away, you got him sometimes, you got him late in the game. I mean, this continuous battle to bring down one of the most elusive quarterbacks in college football, that was uh, pretty cool to watch today. I know it wasn't for you, but that battle today, could you talk about that? Well, I mean, that's why he's the starting quarterback in Nebraska and has, has been uh, in that role for a number of years. Um, and and there's, there's, there's so much involved in it. You know, because you won the football game, it's easy for me to say, okay, make him beat you with, with his arm. Um, and he darn near did. And I give him a lot of credit for that. Um, and, and, you know, in some you know, aspects of things, when, when you're, you are so close and, and you give – um, you know, a, a quarterback that, that, you know, has that gift, has that talent, and you don't get him on the ground, um, you know, you can almost see his confidence rise, you know, because he's got that, that, that get-out-of-jail-free card and knowing that he can get himself out of some trouble. Um, and so, no, that you're absolutely right in that, uh, you know, you look down at the call sheet and you say, okay, how many guys do we need to spy him, you know, and, and how many times do you want to play man coverage with guys' backs turned to him? You know, but how many times you want to be in zone because if he scrambles around, then we got to find someone in coverage. And then how many times you want to rush four? Can we get home with four? Do we need to blitz? And again, if, if he breaks contain and, and you, you pressure with five, there's one less guy to get him. So there is all that. Um, and, and so, you know, it, it was a major commitment to not allow him to get loose. You know, when they win football games, he rushes for over 100 yards. Um, and, and so, um, you know, again, there's a constant evaluation. I, 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 I'm sure I could have done a much better job in some respects or in some uh, uh, situations and, and adding an additional body or, or playing more coverage or, or, or pressuring more. Um, those things obviously we look at, but a lot of respect for Coach Frost, what he does offensively, the constant conflict. Today they used a bunch of tight ends, which they hadn't used a lot this year, um, which was an added kind of, uh, I guess, piece for us defensively. Um, so, no, it was a, a, a tremendous challenge uh, uh, th throughout, uh, throughout the game. Much respect, again, to Coach Frost. Uh, and, and then that offensive staff, and then uh, obviously at, at the quarterback, he played one of his better games. Congrats on the win. Thank you. Brandon Drum. Hey, Alex. Um, you you talked about just the confidence that you had uh, or that Lincoln may have in you at this point. Can you talk about your confidence as a play caller with your defensive front right now, the amount of bodies that you can throw out there and not really see much of a drop-off at this point? And just kind of their play the last three games, I think you had three or four sacks game one, four or five game two, and then five today as well. Yeah, no, I, I think you know what, what you're doing is as a play caller, um, as much as anything is – Man, don't call something that that, that they they got uh, that you're putting the any type of restrictions on them as best that you can, you know. And and 
um, you know, sometimes whether it's, a, you know, we like to stunt, um, but we, you know, we do that so that, uh, you know, they're not, uh, you know, constantly stagnant targets for, for offensive linemen. And then when you add tight ends, you know, how can you get a guy loose if they're chip, you know, chipping and releasing and, and some of the pass game stuff on third down? And what can you do front wise? And so, you know, in, in so many ways, the pressure, whereas the pressure should feel like it's off of you, it, it kind of goes the other way where the last thing you want to do is be the reason they don't have success. Um, and I'm, I'm certain there, there were times today, and, and uh, you know, it, it's easy after the fact to say, well, what, you know, you, you, you dummy, you, you, why would you rush three when you got four guys and go hunt a quarterback? Um, but uh, uh, with that, that that's, again, I, I look at it as obviously a positive. I'm, I'm pleased with that group. We have high expectations for them. Um, we, we, we think that uh, uh, the, the, the production will only continue to increase as we go. As some some guys that maybe haven't played as much football will we'll continue to get game reps. Um, so you know, Coach Kane, Coach uh, Tib do do a great job with that that group. And so uh, no, it, it uh, you got a lot of confidence in them. And, and uh, again, in some ways, the, the pressure as a play caller is just not getting away. Can, can you talk about DJ Graham's play as well? Well, just a tremendous play, and and he had one to make up for. And, and let's be real frank on that. But uh, but he did, and I and this goes back to that emotional reaction. Right? You have an emotional reaction to the previous play. You know, how do you feel? Well, football doesn't care how you feel in that moment. Right? There's a response that we talk so much about with our guys is you got to respond to the good stuff. you got to respond to the bad stuff. And a non-response is your response. So there's no vote in this. We're not asking you whether or not you believe in uh, our factor. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's happening uh, uh, whether you believe it or not. And so uh, to, to see him respond in that moment, very, very proud of him for doing that. Um, football's hard, you know. Some, sometimes you end up on the right end of it, sometimes you don't. Um, but there's a there's a play after the play, you know. And it might be two plays later. I, I don't remember exactly what it was. Four plays later, but um, and then just just keep swinging, right? Keep swinging and, and keep playing ball. And, and uh, that that was uh, that was an impressive catch. And back to Ryan Aver. Yeah, Alex, you talked about the first part of this play, the, uh, the two-point conversion play, or the second part, I guess, with, with Pat Fields. I want to ask you about Isaiah Coe, what you saw from him on that play, and just uh, you know, what you've seen uh, from him over these last couple of weeks as he's uh, you know grown a little bit. Yeah, no, I, you know, you've noticed him. He's made some plays for you. He has a quickness that we like uh, and a strength to go with it. Um, and, and so... Uh, you know, I think his rep count will just continue to, to uh, you know, continue to go up. Um, so been been overall pleased with him. You know, in that particular instance, again, it's another response play. You got to respond to a scoring play, right? How do you feel? Uh, you know, and, and you can easily, obviously, you know, come off the ball um, and then they, they, they put it through the uprights and jog to the sideline and that. It wasn't your fault they scored a touchdown, uh, what it was or it wasn't, and, and go about your day. But uh, to, to, to play the play, uh, and find a way to get get a hand on it, uh, you know, was a critical play. And you never know when those critical plays are going to happen. It may, may seem like, uh, you know, something so small uh, and, and meaningless in the moment. Well, it, it, it very quickly uh, uh, meant something. And so, um, no, he, he's a guy that uh, just got with us uh, in this last year. Um, and I, I think uh, it, we, we can continue to get more and more out of him. And a quick follow-up to the previous question. With, on that DJ play, are you – okay with him intercepting that or is that one where you're you'll talk to him you know when you watch the film or whatever and say hey you know bat that ball away or is it just hard to coach that instinct out of him 
when it's fourth down in that that situation. Yeah, I, I think you know from an instinct standpoint, you go after the football. I mean, sometimes you 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 can make a point in terms of you know bat the ball down and those things, and you could bat it. You end up batting it up, and so you know even some hail mary situations. You know, uh, we, we talk about guys going up and and attacking the football and going to catch it, so you eliminate the tip. Um, you know, or the the you know that can sometimes happen. So it it's a two way street. Uh, I like takeaways too much to tell them to put it on the ground, um, but. Uh, um, no, it, it uh, um, in that, that particular situation, it, 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 uh, the guy go, goes to make a play, we're excited for him. Nick Benito lived in the Nebraska backfield yesterday. How about the numbers on Benito? Five tackles, two sacks, three tackles for losses. Also had, they have him listed here as one quarterback hurry. I feel like there were 50, but here's Benito post game. Yeah, of course. Um, just talk a little bit about your, your role today in being on uh, Adrian Martinez and how you guys were sort of able to limit him a little bit in the run game. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, coach came into the week. You know, we knew, you know, he was a guy that can make plays, you know, through the air and also on the ground. But, you know, his, his, the best part of his game is, you know, with his legs. So, you know, we knew the spy role was going was gonna to be a, a really good uh, a plan for this week, especially with a guy like dynamic like him. He can make a lot of plays on the run. You know, we won't play like too many guys like him. So um, I feel like it, re- it worked really well. And then hats off to the, the coaching staff. Thanks, Nick. Hey, Nick. Um, you guys obviously um, weren't perfect today, but um, in big moments came up with big plays. How much of a um, hallmark are you liking to see that emerging in the defense this year? Uh, I feel like we made a big improvement from just last two weeks. Um, we didn't have too many busts today. Um, I feel like we could we probably had just had one that I feel like that I can remember today. So, you know, that's always a start. Um, I also feel like we played, you know, a lot faster today. You know, we, we a lot of guys, you know, running to the ball. You know, I feel like we, we improved in a lot of areas. So, you know, I'm happy to see what, you know, what I saw out of the defense today. But uh, we still got a long way to go. On a day your offense doesn't get to 30, 40 points, a number that we normally see them get, what does it mean for you as a leader of this defense to see that you guys have Nebraska under 20? Uh, it was real good. This is an offense that averaged, you know, 500, you know, 100 yards. So, you know, we knew they were a real good offense and then they can move the ball, you know, in both ways, running and passing. So, you know, we really did take the challenge this week. And, you know, I feel like, you know, the coaches put a great game plan for, together for for us. And, you know, it all came down to executing the call. And, you know, I feel like we did that today. And, you know, that's why, you know, we, we made them pick big plays down the stretch. Thanks, Nick. Let's go to uh, Eric Bailey and Chandler Engelbright after that. Nick, I wanted to ask you just about the play of Corey Roberson, Grimes, Coe. Just some of those younger players we don't talk a lot, a lot about a lot, but just the kind of games you saw them have in front of you. Uh, it was real good. You know, all those guys came in, you know, provided, provided depth for us, and we knew those are guys that, you know, that, that can really contribute to this team, you know, throughout the whole season, and, and we're going to need those guys to con- keep on contributing. So, you know, it was real good to see them, you know, coming in, making plays, you know, having no drop-off. That's the main thing. And, you know, those guys are just holding up to the standard and just playing, you know, at a high level. So, you know, I'm happy for all of them. Hey, thanks a bunch. Appreciate it, man. Yep. <laughs> Nick, that blocked PAT in the second half was a huge momentum swing in your guys' favor. What was your view of that? What did you What did you think of that play? And, and just really how much did that mean for, for this win? 
Um, I don't know how most teams in the country are, but we take that part of the game like really seriously. Uh, Coach Odom does a really good job at coaching us, and you know we never take a snap off. And you see that you know Isaiah Cole made a great play, you know, um, never taking the play off, and you know Pat just you know returning it and showing that speed and, and getting down there and, and you know giving us two points that we really needed. And you know it was a huge momentum shift. The, the crowd got back into the game after that touchdown, and it really helped us. So you know I, I feel like it was a great play in the game for sure. <clears throat> Go to Ryan Chapman and then Parker Coon. And hey, Nick, you guys were really good today in third and long. Picked up a couple of sacks there. Uh, how much confidence do you guys have rolling the conference play that you can get the offense behind the chains that you, you can just start making huge plays to, to shift the momentum, like you said? Yeah, and then that's really what this, you know, the defense is based on, just being in the backfield, being disruptive. So when when you guys have guys like, you know, like Perry Young, you know, Isaiah, um, Coe, uh, uh, just a bunch of guys, Ellison, you know, a bunch of guys that can just get off the pa passer Grimes. You know, we just we just eat up front and we lick our chops on third down. So, you know, it's really good when we can get those opportunities, but we always, you know, try and play the first two downs first so we can get to those third and longs. We'll take one from Parker, too. <clears throat> yeah, Nick, uh, just kind of curious to hear your perspective on DJ Graham's interception, which was obviously the play of the day, maybe across all of college football. How did it look to you on the field there? No, it was crazy. Just like the vertical, and just like how like he just stretched out to get it, and like just cuffed it in. Like that was one for sure. Like the craziest play I've ever seen. Like just eye to eye, you know, being there. So you know, that was a huge play by a guy who does that, those kind of plays routinely in practice. You know, I can't tell you how many times uh, we've seen DJ catch a one-handed ball like that in practice. So I mean, it, it was just something that, that nothing new to us, and you know, we're happy that DJ made that play. It was a huge play in the game. Pat Fields has the had the big two-point conversion return for a score that kind of helped stem the tide for the Sooners after Nebraska had inched closer in the third quarter? Uh, yeah, and I think it just kind of goes to what we've been emphasizing as a team, uh, playing four quarters of football and always finishing. Because, you know, if you look at it, they scored a touchdown in the previous play. But, you know, we got to go out and play every single play like it's our last. So even though they scored, a, unfortunately, we gave up a touchdown, you know, that that's a big play. It's able to shift momentum, get the offense back rolling, and get, like, the team morale back going. Uh, so, yeah. Can you kind of take us through the play what you saw? Uh, you know, like I was just, I was just uh, the extra guy, you know, checking for fakes, and then I seen the ball blocked, went up in the air, and then, you know, it kind of just had to hit. And then Coach Wiley and Coach Kagan, you know, what I mean, they always track us, track our speeds because we always have GPSs. So you know, every single every single week we're competing for like who has the fastest fastest in game time. So whenever I got the ball, I'm trying to go 23 miles an hour. Thanks, man. Go to Bob Prisbillo and then Eric Bailey after that. You know, Pat, another game where the defense has to make a huge stop late. I mean, what? So where's the confidence level right now with this defense through the first three weeks? Um, I mean, we're, we're incredibly confident, and it's kind of like front, like you'll see guys like IT, you know, frustrated after the game, J. Red frustrated after the game, after you know they had a very productive game. But it's like we know what we're capable of, and even though you know we did, we came out, and we played well. There's like a lot of plays that we left on the field. You know, me for example, I had two missed tackles. IT had you know some missed sacks. You know, other guys we missed to play some plays and we left them out there. But even though you know we won the game, and, you know it's said that we quote unquote played good. I think it's the ambition and the pursuit of like perfection that you know the defense has adopted, and we're always like continuously and like hungry and ambitious to keep on going and keep on improving. Go to uh, Eric Bailey, and then uh, we'll do Ryan Captain after that. Congrats on the win. Hey. Um, 
you guys were down some players in the secondary today. Can you just talk about how to overcome that and how much the depth really help you guys on the back end in, in an important game like this? Um, I think it kind of just speaks to the university. Um, you know, not to be arrogant, but, you know, we're a top premier uh, football team. We're one of the best college football teams in history. And, like, the depth in the players and the talent that we have in the room from coaching to administration to players is, like, evident. So, I mean, it's like one guy down, next man up, and it's like no drop-off. And I think that's the biggest uh, difference between – um, you know, prior years passing this defense this year is like we have so many great guys because if you think about it, like Jay Red, you have Jay Red, you have Perion, then you have IT, then you have Cole, then you have Jordan Kelly, then you have uh, Josh Ellison, and it's like whenever you start going down to the list of like who's a good player on defense, like that list turns from like five guys to twenty guys to twenty-five guys extremely quick. So I think uh, the talent we have in here uh, is evident, and it was on display today. Three games into the season. Are you, do you feel good at where this defense is going into Big 12 play, or is there still a lot of room for improvement? Um, I, I think it's a tricky game because with, with football, you can kind of never stay stagnant. You know what I mean? Because it's like a behavioral thing. So, like, behavior can it's either good or bad. So, I mean, I have to say that, you know, we're, we're not comfortable because we have to keep on excelling and improving, or else we're going to quickly fall into complacency. So, I think that's kind of like the mentality. And then, regardless, like, in a football game, you're always going to leave bat, uh, leave plays out there. Like I said, I missed two tackles. So, like, in the back of my head, even though I did this and that this game, it's like I left two tackles out on the field. And, you know, you add two tackles up across 12 games, that's 24 tackles. You know what I mean? Now you're looking at being a 60-tackle guy and an 80-tackle guy. You know what I mean? So, I think we're hungry to keep on improving. Um I know that that probably isn't what you want to hear, but you know we're we're confident. I'm confident in all my guys. So, thanks. Have a good weekend, man. You too. To Ryan Chapman. Hey Pat. So in the run up to this game, it's kind of weird because it's obviously a historic rivalry, but it's been dormant for you know the better part of a decade. There's some extracurriculars on the field before the game. You played a lot of football here. How did this game rank as far as intensity, uh, you know, hard hitting and all that stuff compared to some of the other rivalry games you played here at Oklahoma? Oh man, I think um, I think my my two personal favorite games are like 2019, whenever we played Texas in the Red River, our first year of Speed D, and I think I think this one is like right up there. Um, I think. And it's crazy because, you know, we have guys from all over the country, guys from Florida, guys from California. And, like, even though you may not even – like, I'm an Oklahoma kid, so I grew up knowing history. Like, even though if you didn't know it, like, this whole entire week, you see th- you've seen what OU Nebraska is. Like, you see Fox Game Day setting things up. You know, and, like, we're obviously the football players on campus, so, like, everybody in class is kind of whispering. You know what I mean? And, like, you you sense and you feel the build up all week. You see – the, the Fox Fox stuff being built, and then you get to the game, and, like, you feel emotions. You see Bob Stoops get inducted into the Hall of Fame. You see Trey Young here. You know what I mean? So, like, everybody felt it. Even if you didn't grow up here and even if you kind of didn't know, like, everybody felt it. And then even for, like, the recruits, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the recruits are probably like, hey, man, this is this is different. Got time for one more, guys. Let's go to Parker Thune. Yeah, Pat, I'm just curious, uh, kind of collecting perspectives on DJ Graham's interception, which might be the play of the year in college football. So what did you see on the play, and what kind of a player is DJ? Because from all accounts, that's the type of play that he makes every single day in practice. At least right. that's what we were told. I mean, what I see, I'm I'm running, I turn my head, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, no, nah, it's just a crazy play, and then I think we're just used to it from, from – uh, from DJ, and then it's crazy because, like, I think everybody knows this, but, like, last year he tried to switch back to offense because, I mean, he was an offensive guy, receiver, 
And, like, he's always the guy, like, in, in practice, you know what I mean? Like, where our, everybody's running through, catching the ball with two hands, DJ jumps up and catches one hand. <laughs> and then, you know, he's just always doing crazy things like that, and everybody's on the jugs, and, you know, he'll catch his jugs at the end, like, one hand, one hand. You know what I mean? So it's just, that's DJ, you know what I mean? I think it, it's crazy seeing his growth um, and his maturity because, you know, of course, we're, we're down some guys at corner. Woody just uh, just got uh, hurt, and then, you know, other guys, you know, they were sick this week. So DJ stepped up in a big manner, leading the corner room and becoming a guy for us. And as I'm taping this right now, DJ Graham is all over my TV. Randy Moss talking about DJ Graham, and you got mossed with that one-handed catch. DJ went in-depth on his incredible interception. Well, I knew. Uh, like for the past, like the couple of plays, they've been going just hard inside release, hard inside release. And I knew they've been running a lot of deep over routes and it was fourth to 17. I was contemplating on stepping off or, or, or pressing, but I decided to press, but I committed to the inside release and, you know, he threw a pass up and, you know, it just happened. Uh, I can't really explain it. Uh, I just, you know, I just tried to catch it. You told us before that you came to Oklahoma with the intention of playing wide receiver. Yeah. Did that feel like a little flashback to your wideout days? It there? did. No, it did. It, I was like, man, you know, like, okay, like I still got, still got it, still got the receiver hands. We'll go to uh, Jason Kersey with the athletic. DJ, earlier on that drive, you had you, the Nebraska had gotten a big play yeah. on your side. Does that just sort of showcase the importance of? moving on after a play like that? No, it, that, that was like the literal definition. Um, we talked about that all, like all week. You know, it's like, okay, it just happened. Okay, put it put in the back of your mind, forget about it, it's the next play. You know, they didn't get in the end zone. Okay, good job, they had, they had one play. But how are you gonna respond? And uh, I remember that. And uh, I had that playing in my head over and over again before I had that interception. And it was just about the next play. Um, and just to follow up on what was asked a minute ago, are you going to be going to Coach Simmons and lobbying to play any receiver now after that? Hey, I might have to. Maybe. Throw me in a package or two. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Go to uh, Eric Bailey with Tulsa World. Hey, DJ, I just want to ask you about just how momentum can shift so fast. Can you talk about the special teams play when Pat got the two-point conversion when it seemed like everything was on Nebraska's side? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It was – like like I like I said before, it's the next play. And when Pat took that to the house, oh, it was just like like that's what we needed, like something like that. But that's the beauty of football; it can happen just like that, you know. Um, it's not like you know, it's not like other sports. It's not like basketball where you you're guaranteed to get the ball back like that. Like no, like you got to get it when you can get it, and it just shows you the importance of momentum, and it shows you the importance of, of like this this is a game, like this is a game of football. <laughs> Nick Benito uh, spying Martinez most of the day. Just talk about Nick's game. He seemed like he was all over the field. Nick Benito is one of the best football players on the entire team. Uh, matter of fact, the country. Uh, like, I mean, you see he's top, he's top two in the country, and that's for a reason. Uh, he pretty much shut Adrian Martinez down, and we came in, and we knew that he's going to want to run the ball. And that's what he's successful at. But you put a player like Nick spying Adrian Martinez, you know, it's a different story, and he's not gonna he's not gonna be able to run around like that. One last question: This defensive effort, how big is this now that you guys are heading into Big Twelve play and the games are, are starting to get real again? Yeah. Oh man, it's like this is this is just another reason why we're gonna be one of, like one of the best defenses in the country. 
uh, from this game right here. I mean, it was a rivalry game, so we knew we weren't going to see the exact same team on tape, like on the field. It's a rivalry game, so they're amped up. We're amped up. It's their pride versus our pride, and we're just going to keep riding this boat the entire way through, and we're going to keep playing. We're going to keep playing how we know we can play, and uh, if we keep playing like that, we're going to be the be one of the best in the country, for sure. DJ, thanks. Go to uh, Jimmy Carlson and then Ryan Chapman after that. Hey, DJ. Um, this is the, the, the lowest point total that you guys as a team have had in quite some time. I think 2016, your offense was just not, I mean, 30, 40 points is the norm around here. For you guys yeah. to be able to win this game, what kind of statement did you feel like that made for the defense today? Well, I mean, if I could honestly, if I could build a team, I would always want my defense to be you know, be able to respond like that. And, you know, okay, our, sometimes our offense isn't going to be able to put up 40 points a game. You know, we're going to play, you know, these are D1 athletes too, just like us. And, you know, their players are just as skilled as our players. And sometimes, you know, like like this old saying is, defense wins championships. And I think, I think that's an attribute that not a lot of teams have. But I think that's an attribute that we have, for sure. Do you think you took a big step today as it relates to you know, Talk winning maybe not only a Big 12 championship, but yeah. going for something higher with this defense the way you guys came out today? Um, well, you know, we're going to take it one day by, you know, one day at a time, one game at a time. But, you know, I think, I think this game showed, you know, a little bit of uh, our defense's personality. And I think it showed that, you know, we're able to bounce back, you know. And uh, it's, it's one play. We have a short memory. And we just line up and do it again. Thanks, DJ. Yeah. Go to Ryan Chapman and then Austin Kurtwright. Yeah, DJ, talk about your pass rush a little bit more. You talk about Nick Benito, but as a whole, five sacks, to, you know, 10 tackles for loss. What, what does that do for you guys in the secondary, knowing that, uh, like, for your mindset, knowing you've got those guys coming after the quarterback? Oh, it it makes our job way easier. I mean, just give us – just buy us a little time and, you know, buy us a little time up front, and that allows us to make a play on the ball. Or, or you know, you just buy us a little time. Oh, he sacked. Uh you know, it, it, it's a luxury. It's a luxury that, like, I keep going back to not a lot of teams have in the country. You know, um, like I said, it just makes our lives a little bit easier. You know, maybe a play, maybe on a play we weren't too, we weren't too good, weren't too shabby on a, on a receiver. But luckily, you know, the you know it's already a 10-yard loss because he sacked or, you know, or, oh, no game, you know. And like I just, you know, I got to keep going back to it. It just makes our lives easier. Got time for one more, guys. Let's go to Austin Kurtwright. Hey, DJ. Uh, during the week, it seemed like uh, the coaches sort of talked about harping on being able to, you know, contain Adrian Martinez. I was just wondering throughout that preparation process, uh, how do you think that you guys um, finished that out this tonight in that game? Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, the, the D line they took that personal. You know, we we told they they were they were saying all week that we're not gonna let him run around like he's been running around. Like that's a no go for them, and uh, you know, and they kept the, you know they kept the word and they stayed true to it, and you know, uh, it was it was a big game plan. Like I said, we had Nick Benito spying on most of the game, and you know we saw how effective that was, and we'll definitely implement that on and on uh, for the for these past uh, for these upcoming games. But yeah, uh, we knew we if we knew if we kept him contained, I mean he's a playmaker, you know he get he extends plays and he and he throws pa easy passes to the receivers. You know, you can't you can't cover for long. So we knew if we kept them in the box, you know, we kept them contained that we'd have a we'd have an easier day on defense. Guys, we will take one more. Let's go to Bob Prisbilla real fast. DJ, going back to the pick, can you 
sort of explain your mindset between trying to go for the catch and then it's fourth down, maybe thinking about batting the, the, the ball down. Yeah. Oh man. Coach. Yeah. Coach Riley, he told me, he's like, man, he's like, it would have been kind of nice if you, you know, knocked it down maybe, but at, at the, at the point in time in the moment, with the with a ball that high, I'm not thinking about batting it down. Maybe if it was a little bit lower, I might have batted it down. But with a jump ball like that, I think my instincts took over, and uh, I was just deciding if I should just go up with two hands or one hand. All right, there you have it. The Sunday sound bites. Hope you enjoyed. Listen, we we've got a big week ahead, counting down to West Virginia. I, I wanted to take a moment to thank everyone for taking part in our Legacy Series podcast. Uh, I, I hope it turned out well. I felt like people enjoyed it. I appreciate everyone's story. It's still available for you at Soonersports.com slash podcast. It'll live in the archives forever. This week, you know the schedule. Tuesday, Toby and I will be on the Sooner Sports Podcast live at about 1.05 p.m. We'll be live taking your questions and recapping the game against Nebraska. Uh, and then, of course, I'll drop not just the podcast, but also the Lincoln Riley Press Conference right here on Soonersports.com slash podcast. Then on Wednesday, it's Sooner Sports Talk with Lincoln Riley. On Thursday, it's the Huddle Reloaded with, of course, my one-on-one with the Sooner players from the press conference show. On Friday, you get Coach's Corner. And then, of course, on Saturday, it's the Sooner Radio Network post-game show. And then we're here for you on Sunday with the Sunday Sound Bites. Everyone have a great start to your week. We'll see you back here on Tuesday. Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate, proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network.